one in four people have cancer in their life. Mm. So it's like, oh my god, it's me lah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a shell of myself. Mm. That was just like, why me? Mm. Right? And asking whatever is out there, like God or whatever, yeah. just like, why do? Hi everyone and welcome back to The Hot Pot where we hop into different transitions in life. I'm Q. I'm Joey. And I'm Nick and today we have a very special guest. I have not seen him for five years. Yes. Oh, not me. It's Mr. James <laughs> Reiner. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Thank you for having friend. me. Reiner, please uh, introduce yourself. Hi guys, my name is Reiner. I, what do I call myself? James. Um, <laughs> no, in terms of like my job scope. Actually, I don't know if you guys watched the episode that I've done with Men Explain. Mm. Uh, basically, I became the unofficial cancer boy of Singapore. La. Cancer boy? Who say? Who say? No, like all the insurance people. They reshare on IG and then on the street, you know those like roadshow insurance yeah. people? You're the cancer boy, right? Yes, they were like, hey, oh you're the cancer boy. You know right? what your hashtag like, should be? Hashtag cancer culture. Yes. Hey, you have one? <laughs> cancer culture. Hey. Culture clash. He was from TSL. We were the three of us were from TSL. And I'm then, just here. Uh, Joey's uh, I'm great. just here. He's a friend of TSL. <laughs> and then when Rai first joined. He first joined as part of a talent hunt. Then as part of the talent hunt, there was a challenge for all the contestants where they needed to pitch and shoot a very short like trailer Correct. for their new series. And then your series was My series was called Culture Clash. Say it proud. Okay. Culture Clash. Oh my god, now you can change cancel culture. Okay, but back to the point about people identifying you as yeah. the cancer boy. How do you feel about that? I wouldn't say it's nice lah, because like, I, I do want to, you know, move forward mm. after this. But mm. also, I feel like I don't mind being the cautionary tale. Mm. Because I, I was the one that didn't get a Screening. Like the screening or like I, even when I did the screening, right, I was not covered. Mm. Right? So I didn't get any lump sum or anything. I'm not rich, guys. You know, uh, actually after your video came out, right, then all my insurance agent friends all whacked on IG story. <laughs> then they're like, you see? you see? Contact really me ah. now. Huh. Yeah. No, but they legit, capitalized. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how so, to feel about that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, um, a bit sad lah, like I was, I was used for it. But there are certain people that actually reach out to me and like, can we share this? Because I feel oh, like yeah. it's a strong message. Mm. Mm. So those ones I really appreciate. I do want to reach as many people as possible. Not for clout. Mm. But for just as a warning. Because yeah. if if I not just lost a body part. But also like lost some opportunities. Mm. In mm. terms of uh, like maybe job opportunities. Because I was sick right. Yeah. Then I don't want that to happen to other people. Mm. Yeah I think for sure cannot deny that. Insurance is quite essential. Like, to make sure your bases are covered. Yeah. We are yeah. starting the episode. Like, we're sponsored by insurance. <laughs> not, uh, not, uh. We're not, okay, guys. Please okay, sponsor. Okay. But if you want to sponsor. But if you want, yeah. <laughs> please sponsor. Please sponsor. <laughs> no, but okay, maybe let's rewind a little bit. Yeah. So, for people who don't know who you are and also the context of what happened, maybe you can do a little bit of recap. Okay. Mm. I was diagnosed with testicular cancer last year. Um, that basically means that they had to lop off one of my boys. Uh. Mm. Yeah. So, aside from that, I also had to go under chemo. So, that's something that I actually filmed down and <laughs> it's so it's so sadistic because I when I was editing right I was reliving that that whole scenario again but I I feel like it also got me through the chemo because I was like just thinking let's do it for for 
Not for the vibes. I would, I would say for the vibes. <laughs> but for the murmurs. Yeah, for yeah. the murmurs. Yeah. <laughs> but it also helps you process, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. So when, when I started to feel like I could talk about it, I already processed everything already. Mm. That was like mm. six months into the, the whole sickness. Is it like a case of when you are vlogging yourself, right? Then you feel a lot more task-oriented rather than like, yeah. oh, I'm so miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do agree with that. Because yeah. when I was doing the, the vlogging thing, right? I was just like, don't make it too sad. Yeah. yeah because yeah. it's for people, you know, and I try to be inspirational, you know, that kind mm. of shit. Yeah. Yeah, we're really thankful that you've come on here mm. to discuss this super sensitive topic, but we do agree that this should definitely be talked about more and we hope to create a safe space for you today to share whatever you want to about your story and about your journey of overcoming cancer at 31. Spirit. I'm an open book. Whatever wow. is, is like sit here, okay. will. Not stay here. It will be all <laughs> <laughs> It will not stay here. But it's still a safe space. It is. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so actually we want to talk about what people don't know about cancer. So I think, you know, you had talked quite a bit about like how you found out about your diagnosis, the mm. symptoms and going through treatment and things like that. But how has your life been affected now on a day-to-day basis? So after like lopping off the, the right testicle and then going for chemo, right? Like it's more so like not so much physical anymore mm. because everything can be healed, right? But it's like the mental uh, barrier that I had to overcome because mm. I wouldn't say I'm sexually active, but because one of the boys was gone, mm. when I do become sexually active, right, um, my worry was, yeah. what would she say? And mm. during that time, I didn't uh. like reveal to anybody yet. So when like I go on dates, that it's always in my head, like. Well, if this I'm, if this date goes well, how? Uh? Yeah, and also <laughs> yeah. like if the date goes well, it will only go well until that point where they like freak out and like, oh shit, oh. I'm with an alien or like a mutant or something. No, right. but did you, know? you plan it in your head? Like, should you mention it first or do you just want them to like, mm. you know, if discover. they feel it, if they discover it themselves, then so, so be it. the first time right after, uh, obviously not after surgery lah, but right after when I was ready, right, I didn't say. Okay. Mm. And then, I realised that actually girls don't think about balls that much. I don't think people would notice, honestly. Yeah. I cannot speak for all women. <laughs> la, you can't speak for I feel like, yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that. Eh. I, that I don't okay, know. Okay, this, <laughs> like, this is a bit uh, like, for so example, if they like that. La, yeah. Oh, right? okay, okay. Then they like, hey, why only go one? Has your social life been affected? Do your friends behave differently around you? Do, do you feel like there's a bit of like, oh, pity party, that kind of mm. vibe? I would say like, in terms of the pity party mm. aspect, right? I feel like during the chemo, that was the height of it. Right. Mm. Because I was physically, and like you can literally see me weak. Yeah. And then like after the chemo, so like my hair was dropping and I took it upon myself to like make it a fun experience or at least fun for me. La. That's why I, I did the video and asked the, the, my whole team to like shave, the, yeah. shave my head. I saw the video. Yeah, mm. because oh. normally people do shave their head because of convenience. Like you, you wouldn't look as sick. Because mm. you see your, your hair don't have, right? Yeah. But if you have like longer hair and it's thinning, then people will be like, what's wrong with what's wrong with the the, the outlook, right? Yeah. So um, it's really something that uh, would make you feel better in that sense. Actually, well, how would you prefer people to ask about or react to your diagnosis? I cannot say for all cancer survivors, mm. cancer patients, but for me, it was, I'm okay with being like straight up. Mm. Normally, when I tell people, I say it in the most matter of fact, straight, straight up. Like I'm like, even when I called my mom, I was like, "Mom, I got cancer." Mm. Yeah, you mm. know that kind of thing. When I was doing the shaving uh, thing in the office, right, there was an intern 
that was it was his first day, and then I was just like, "Hey, bro, you want to shave my head?" Then he was like, "For what?" Oh, I got cancer. Oh. Yeah. But actually, oh I I I've always been a bit curious about this because I remember the day you told me. Yeah. We were at a house party, and then he just casually mentioned, and I mean, obviously the first reaction was, "I'm sorry mm. that you're going through this." Are you like sick of people saying that, or would you rather them react in a different way? Yeah, because mm. I think people's first reaction will always be like try to empathize mm. and yeah. and yeah, all yeah. that, right? But there's a very fine line between empathy and pity. Pity. Yeah. Mm. I think the difference is if it comes from a friend mm. or it comes from some random stranger because they do know me already, mm. like my friends. So um, they actually want uh, the well wishes for me. Mm. Mm. The others will be like pause filler, like oh I'm so sorry, but actually they don't mean it. Right. But I know when I revealed it to my friends and revealed it to my family. Um, it's definitely with love. Lah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I wasn't really affected that much. But I do understand that some people who have cancer and have had cancer um, feel that way as well. Yeah. You know something I noticed, right? Like just talking about reactions. If the person is someone who has family members or friends who have had cancer, there's almost there's sadness but anger mixed mm. in with it. And I noticed this with myself because... I have aunts who have overcome cancer, some twice. And before I had relatives with cancer, when someone tells me like, oh, you know, this so-and-so got cancer, I'd be like, huh, that's so sad, right? And now when I find out that people have had cancer, I'm almost like, cancer. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's so different. And I never, no- never noticed this before until you just mentioned and Q asked that question because I recently met someone with cancer and we just bonded over like our hatred for it and mm. how it makes no sense. Wait, so that's one way of reacting, right? F- cancer. Yeah, I'll mm. be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Honestly, f- cancer. And then the other person's like, yeah, honestly, f- cancer. Instead of being like, I'm so sorry for you. Mm. Yeah. You know, let's be angry together. So in your opinion, yeah. what's the best way to react to you? Like, <laughs> tell us, tell the audience. <laughs> if you ever tell them, right, how you want them to react. Actually, I I would react the same way as Joey said because I I said it before, la, cancel, cancel. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Were you still working uh, throughout still treatment? There are some people that were really like, I go quit my job. Like, I don't know how long more I have. I'm going to like go and take off things on my yeah. bucket list. I'm mm. going to spend time with my family. So how how do you juggle that? Uh? I think the difference between that and me, right, is I would count myself damn lucky. Because uh. out of all the cancers, I can safely say that mine is... It's 96% around there. Were treat, like, treatable. Ah, uh, mm. okay. Right? Especially mm. since it's the outside. You know, it's like oh. on the outside. La, so it's not like super detrimental on the, the inside mm. of the body. But I've seen people like my chemo buddies, right? That are still working during chemo. Mm. Like, so for myself, it was more of like, a, I choose to work because I can't be not busy. But for them, right? They had to work because they are dads. They are moms. Mm. Oh. They still have to earn money because they still have families to, to, to take care of. And some of them were not protected in that sense of like financial security. So like literally... After chemo, after like four, six hours, they will have to go to the office. Yeah. Oh then I'm God. like, so shit, man. So when you found out that you got cancer, did you tell your boss immediately? I did tell my boss. But like I said, I really had to keep busy. If not, I would go insane. Mm. More than what I was already insane about. Mm. Right? Yeah. My boss was understanding. Lah. But there were also, I mean, like the cancer was so random and so like out of the blue that... I couldn't do like proper handover, takeover things. And then I also worried for myself because if somebody took over my job, if I come back and 
I finish my chemo and Will everything. Will there be right? a space for you? Will I still be relevant? Mm. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So mm. it was also self-inflicted that I worked my ass off during the chemo because I needed to not be replaceable. I feel like in Singapore especially, right, a lot of times we let our health take a backseat yeah. when it comes to work. I have friends who are scared to go on maternity leave because sometimes when you go on maternity leave, they hire like a maternity cover. Then you're scared that you're going to mm. outperform by your maternity mm. cover or you're scared that you come back and then you're not relevant anymore mm. or you get passed over for a promotion. But to me, like those are things that maternity leave is must take one, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then you shouldn't let your life and your health and your family take a backseat because of, of that. Question, question point! Okay, we our guest do the first question. Okay. What's the most embarrassing thing I've done? Interesting. Uh, this was when I was rock climbing. Okay. And then... I'm scared. Okay, people know this, but I don't wear underwear. Yeah. I was gonna... <laughs> oh, I knew I it! Knew I oh knew it was gonna be I underwear thing. I remember this fact. I remember he used to tell us <laughs> He this. always say like, he don't wear underwear or like... Then, last time, I always find his underwear in office, you know? What? Not always, only once. Okay, only once. And wait, then wait, the, and then what happened? And then, um, so, because it was kind of loose-ish, then I was what wearing like... What was loose? No, the, my his shorts are. Shorts. Okay, my shorts. Underwear. Shorts. And then people downstairs <gasps> the could hole, see. The big hole! People, people downstairs could see. How long does it take for you to open up to someone? Quite fast lah. Quite mm. fast. Not hard. But then like, open up on like, to talk about serious things, but then to open up emotionally and oh. be vulnerable, I think take quite long. Five years ah. Maybe five years. Five years and you can maybe shed a tear. Yeah, about. Oh, I, see. Eh, I shed my first tear in five years recently. Wait, in the wedding? Yeah, in my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's, it's on video. <laughs> How would you describe this phase of your life? <laughs> Lit. <laughs> wow, I think I'm ebbing and flowing. Ebbing and flowing? Mm. I'm just flowing, you know. Going to flow. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, you are ebbing and flowing beautifully and <laughs> gracefully. Thank you. I think you should get a tattoo that says ebb and flow. You shut up. <laughs> Would you rather be in a room with 50 cockroaches or 50 lizards? Wow. I think 50 lizards. I think 50 lizards. Why? Um, lizards are like geckos. I said before, they're quite cute. But cockroaches are plasticky and when they move got a sound. No, and then the lizard will just like <laughs> stay there. The no, cockroach, they don't. Like, the cockroach yeah. like if you move, they move also. And cockroach oh, can fly. True. And then they always disappear. Like you turn and eh, where you can go? <laughs> oh. Something I always realise is that the world moves on without mm. you even though you're grieving. Yeah. But for you, you didn't really feel that way because you're trying to occupy yourself, right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. But have you ever felt that way? There were so many depressive days mm. that I was just like, why me? Mm. Right? And I mean, those are the things that I don't film because I got I really got no mood to to vlog this shit like f this shit like, You know, I want to just really just asking whatever is out there like God or whatever. Yeah. Just like f I do. Yeah. I feel like mm. I have been the best of a son or whatever. You know, mm. and then I get this. Mm. I feel this like mm. f man. Yeah. yeah. But so yeah. on the days when you felt like crap, right? Yeah. And then you still had to work. You still had to face your friends, your colleagues. Like, how do you navigate that? The good thing was, I still had my, my dog. Mm. Yeah. The word is still like, okay, shit. Mm. Yeah, sorry. Mm. No. You need tissue? Uh, yeah, I see. She's no, on no, no. Apple Watch. Yeah, so, I still had my support system. Because during that time, I was living alone. Even though my parents would katiao me and like, hey, let us be in your house. But I needed my space. Ma. Mm. And there, there was a reason why I moved out. Because I just wanted to live the single man life yeah. for a while. And then, um, my support system was actually my, my dog. Yeah. Um, she was the one who got me out of a lot of anxiety attacks. Yeah. Like literally like the anxiety attacks, right? 
got me on the floor crawling to the mm. shower just to to on the to on the shower so that water will fall on me and like it will somehow help me be calm. Mm. Yeah. 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 Like this happened before the cancer. You this always was, had anxiety? I wouldn't say always. Um I did have some panic attacks here and there. Mm. But because of the whole all the problems seem to just come at the same time. Cancer um, that time I also lost a lot of money because crypto crash. Oh, wow. oh, it was literally when I came out of the the operating room, I saw my phone. Everything was negative. Oh. <laughs> oh Why you God. check your phone? Don't check your phone. Don't <laughs> you need to tell people that like... No, the crypto part. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Don't check the crypto part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so everything came crashing down. And then uh, that's when it started coming up again. Like the, mm. the anxiety. And also like, even though like I had like hospital plans and whatever, right? If I lose my job, yeah, mm. I don't have any fallback, mm. and especially since I was also renting my own place, mm. which was expensive. I mean, Singapore mm. uh, housing is expensive, right? so mm. I was like, "Holy shit, I'm gonna pay for this!" And then you know, it just keeps spiraling and spiraling, and I had to oh. find. I'm I'm the kind of person that has to find a solution, so I was trying to find desperately for solutions for all these problems, um, but I forgot that I could ask for help. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a religious person? I believe in God, yes. Uh, but <laughs> I'm not saying like I go to church every every yeah. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Casually <laughs> oh, meeting. So never. did you find that your relationship with God got deeper during this or like did you depend on because I feel like usually when when people get sick or something drastic like yeah. that happens, right? They will turn to a higher being for more radical faith or hope. I feel like I've always had a strong relationship with with God. Like it's just how I was brought up with. But of course, in the beginning phase, where I found out, I'm like, God. See, angry. They're angry. <laughs> they're really that angry. Yeah. And then like, why yeah. when the insurance didn't kick in, right? Then I kena. Why when I had the insurance, I never kena, then I can get the money, oh you know, that kind God. of thing. Yeah. It was like so frustrating because I was also thinking about the money. Like yeah, the yeah. lost 300k, I'm like, I could have used that for so many things. Oh my god. Like some people do like quit because they have that, yeah. that lump sum, right? Yeah, yeah you And have, they can. Yeah. And yeah. I have a friend who like, she got like a small lump in her breast, right? She, uh, then they took it out. So she's fine, completely fine. But early stage, 300k, she started her own uh, hair salon. Whoa. Her dream, right? And I was like, where the f*** is my dream? It was mm. a literal lump yeah. sum. Yeah, it was a lump sum. Oh, stop it, yeah. Okay, yeah. so now that you are completely finished with chemo already, right? Now it's considered remission. The doctor hasn't said remission yet because okay. there's still a, a period of time where I have to be well-ish. Ah. So every mm. month, I still go for, for checkups. Yeah. I have to take my blood. He has to feel my bowel. Mm. Then how <sighs> many months consecutively must you go until like... Okay, so now for the first two years, every month I must go. Okay. Right? Wow. And then after two years, it'll be like maybe once in... Three months, uh. so like quarterly. At which point do they consider it okay remission? Two is two, two is years. the yeah around there wow. around there. Okay. Yeah, but some people do get somewhat remission like after a year or two. It's just that I think um, what my doctors were worried about is because testicular cancer, although it's the very high survival rate, right? It has high recurrence also. Mm. So like I lost one, I might lose mm. the other. So they they must check it lah. Does the it affect left like your left. chances <laughs> of having children? Before the chemo even started, um, I had to go for fertility checks. Mm. Even though one was the cancer, the cancer testicle, the other one was somewhat like affected. I don't know why. Uh. 
So in general, like the sperms were not okay already. Okay. Oh. Yeah, so I had to do multiple deposits. Oh. And every deposit like... Got problem. Not just got problem. I have to pay money. It's like a Netflix subscription <laughs> thing. I swear. You don't say Netflix, eh? Like. <laughs> <laughs> as in, it's porn lah. What? It's porn lah, right? No, no, no. As in like... As in, let you watch porn, but no, you no, do no, anything. No, no, no. Okay, so the subscription, right, is for freezing. Huh? It's like a subscription you have to pay per year. Oh, I thought like you're talking about the material <laughs> that, that you watch. <laughs> the material? Got, manga- got magazine, then, right? No, no, no. The material is my one. Maybe it's in just other your countries. iPhone in incognito mode. Yeah. In, in other countries, <laughs> in other countries, maybe they have like the DVDs or whatever, right? Uh. But Singapore don't have. Singapore don't have. No, literally, because um, the fertility clinic is mainly for the females. Oh wait, so you have sperms in the bank? Yes. And, and then, you have to pay monthly. So I have to pay like for one whole year. That's a keep. subscription to keep. But every single time I... You can keep unlimited. But every single time I give, like deposit, right? It's like 200 bucks, I think. Wow. So that, that wang was like freaking expensive. <coughs> I'm so, yeah, you wang, but expensive. you still need to pay. Yeah. So I'm like, what the hell? You're giving deposit, and giving and giving. Each deposit, oh $200 is one year subscription. No, so the one year subscription is unlimited Oh, it's the James Reiner bank. Correct. But, but the reason why you're doing this is because in case that your sperm like um, deteriorates further, then at least you yes. still have an option to have children, is it? It's not in case. It's in chemo, right? Your sperm confirmed die. Oh. And they wanted the option of... Because they wouldn't know if my oh. sperm will be okay after chemo. Right, right, right. Definitely, like, the human body is very amazing. Like, it will heal itself. Oh, yeah. uh, but yeah. I haven't actually checked if it's okay or not. Okay. Yeah, but at least I do have the, the bank. At least it's the best contingency voice. plan. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's do you cool. plan to have children? Yes, definitely, yes. That's why it was exceptionally hard for me to, you know, swallow this, uh, this, this thing. Mm. Because I'm that dude that wanted, like, 11 kids. Mm. The fact that I might not have, really just dawned on me and just like, it also added to the, why me? Mm. Right. But it's not 0%. It's not 0%. La. I mean, if touch wood, the other one have to remove, then it's 0 already. La. It's 0. Lo. They mm. have to bank on the mm. sperm, sperm bank. bank. Okay, mm. okay. Has this affected your libido? No. Le. Because I still have the, la- I still have the one that's left. I still am making my testosterone in the body. Oh. So, mm. the libido is based on testosterone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. If I lock both out, then that one would have to go for a testosterone replacement, replacement therapy. therapy. Wow. The steroids and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so, sorry, so during chemo, right, what were the other side effects that you faced? Mm. I was puking a lot. Mm. Even when there was no food inside the body, right, I was just puking and like sometimes like I would bruise my, my throat mm. and then there would be blood coming out, mm. la, right? But even though you're like, you know those like dogs that are, uh, uh, or like the, the cat, cat the, uh, yeah, yeah, the <laughs> purple ball. The cow, they that do was the literally cat me. Cow. That was literally me every not every oh, morning. No. It's not morning sickness. It's the whole day sickness. So and, that was the worst. Um, that was the worst, and also like during that time, the chemo was like I don't know what the heck they were, it was doing to my body because sometimes I'm constipated, sometimes I'm like diarrhea. So it's like basically all the liquid right just from the body. Yeah. Mm. And then food wise, you couldn't really taste. I. Yeah, it was very akin to the Delta strain of COVID. Mm. I couldn't taste anything. Right. Mm. Like, that time I ate, you know, Jollibee, the Jolly Spaghetti, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. that. Super sweet, super oh. salty. Super sweet. Soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Super sweet. I, I, tried to, I tried that. All I could taste was the spoon mm. or the fork. It was metallic. I was like, oh, shit, oh, man. No. Yeah. Wow. But luckily, uh, I can taste now. But were you, at that moment, were you fearful that it would not come back? Like I was fearful taste? for a lot of things. So one of it mm. would be um, taste. the taste. Oh, and the hair. Yeah, the hair was a very mm. big thing for me. Oh, yeah, because some people, I do have a friend who went through chemo. And when he finished chemo, right, 
His hair didn't grow back as thick. the same. Oh. I was very lucky because mine was thicker than Yeah, your hair them thick now. Yeah, your hair wow. solid, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> can be the advertisement guy for the Yunnam or whatever shit. <laughs> 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 Not sponsored. But actually on that note, right, are there any lasting physical effects nine months after yeah. your last chemo session, right? Now, compared to pre-diagnosis yeah. or pre-symptoms and yeah. all that, right? What's the difference physically? I always tell this to my doctor, like, I feel weaker. Mm. Then he always tell me like, no lah, you're just over-exaggerating. Maybe because I am just into my head a lot. Mm. Um, but he did say that generally, because mine was very early stage cancer and I just did one cycle of chemo, it shouldn't be like that bad, mm. right? It should, you, you should be back to normal already lah. Have you changed your lifestyle or not? Like healthier exercising, now, exercise, yeah. diet. Or, or how has mm. it like, affected your yeah. like any fitness journey or anything like that? Though health also okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm so guilty for admitting this, but during the chemo, I was sad because of course of all the pain, but I was also low-key happy because I was getting thinner. Okay, I do have like body dysmorphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, like right? So mm. like long ago I was bulimic. So it was triggering that as well. Oh. So everything was conflicting lah. But now I'm definitely not not undergoing any of like the, the eating disorder mm. stuff. Okay, so would you say you're at a better state now? I would say just because of the whole ordeal, mm. my lease of life mm. has changed. Like I've seen like, okay, maybe don't work too hard. Mm. Uh, maybe spend a little bit more time with your family, your friends. Mm. Um, that's something that changed. And also, because of the family and friends aspect, right? Um, maybe live a little bit healthier so they can live longer to stay with them. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Right, right. There was one thing that I was really quite curious about, which is um, when you were in the early stages, right? I mean, because you are mm. also an influencer, yeah. you are also a KOL. So you didn't really mention this uh, on social media. Do you feel like you were putting on a a friend and was that very exhausting? I, I guess I was also in like the denial phase and also during that period I had no hair and my confidence came from my hair. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So when I had no hair I was like oh man I don't want to be I don't want to be on camera I don't want to be anywhere. There were certain certain shoots that I had to be there. The thing that I had that I could only do was wear a cap lo. but people actually noticed because like you know like the back cam right then the Hey, why his head like a weird, weird spot? Mm. And then I was like, can I say, can I not say? Maybe I don't say. Lah. So I felt like I was living a lie and also like uh, living, I felt like a shell of myself, just mm. a shell of myself because mm. I wasn't truly honest about it. Not even with just followers or whatever, just people in general. Only my closest friends actually knew. Mm. The rest mm. were like, uh, like acquaintances and like yeah. past friends, right? I never say. Why mm. did you decide to keep it to yourself and only to your close friends? I decided to do that because of the stigma. Like I didn't want to be pitied, uh, you know? Mm. So it, it really comes back to the whole pitying thing. Mm. I was okay with telling my friends because I knew that the empathy is from love and whatever, right? But if I tell it to everyone else, I kind of felt like it was just a... Because they got nothing to say, like, oh, I'm so sorry for you. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like, they don't need to know. La. Yeah, like, they don't need to know anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I just kept fair. it. Yeah. So, it's been about two months since you posted mm. the video, right? Like, you're, okay, I have cancer. This is the story. How has it been since then? Like, has life changed? No, like, I was expecting people to be like, hey, why you post this? Which some people do. Like, mm. they're like, why you post this for what? You know, that kind of thing. But 
the overwhelming thing is actually love and support and I think thankful, like gratitude that I did it mm. because I think really nobody talks about it. And I think there's such a stigma around cancer. Like when we hear the word cancer, we immediately think death that, and we forget that there are so many stages Correct. and people are usually hesitant to go get it checked and that can actually make it worse. Actually, do you all get regular health checkups? Uh? I'm guilty of not doing it as regularly as I should. But then mm. they say that, be, like typically doctors, I, okay, I've, the doctors that I've talked to, they always say, I am below 13 only. Okay, so certain, certain um, diseases, uh. it's less likely to happen when you're below 30, mm. right? But of course, there are certain diseases, for example, testicular cancer, right? Uh. Below 30 is very common. Is it? But prostate cancer is above 50. Uh. Right? Mm. This is for male, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. male cancers. Mm. Uh. And you'll be surprised because this is the statistic, uh, one in four people have cancer in their life. Mm. So it's like, oh my God, it's me lah. <laughs> it's me lah. So you guys are safe. But still go oh for your God. checkup. <laughs> no, I think it's like, I see my parents, like both my parents, their parents, it, cancer is very evident in the family, like yeah. a lot, you know? And I see my dad, like take health so seriously because he doesn't want it to happen to him. But sometimes it doesn't happen like that. Like yeah. the yeah. healthiest people get cancer yeah. too. And that's such a scary thought. Does your do your parents like avoid health checkups? No. Oh no. My dad Actually, will actively go. I feel go... like our parents' generation not bad already. Yeah. I feel like our grandparents' generation, mm. that's the one they that... That's the one that's outside to hospital, of my... Yeah. yeah. Like a bit pain, Panadol. Do you think it's uh, because they were afraid of the cost? Or they were afraid of worrying their family? Both. Both, I uh. think it's both but I also think it's they are scared of getting sick and facing that themselves yeah. they're facing the reality yeah, like, yeah. the longer you prolong the like, checkup lie to themselves yeah, you don't the get lulu the is not the solulu yeah. not all yeah. the time yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay I researched recently because I just went for a health checkup basically if you are generally healthy clean bill of health and young like 30 to 40 then once a year is okay but if you have un- like recurring symptoms or things that need to be monitored then mm you might have specialized tests that you might need to go in more regularly for. Mm-hmm. Like, could be yeah. three months, six months, or or, or whatever. But um, g- general, it seems like it's a year. Yeah, one year. Yeah. Need to put it in my calendar. So yes, guys, please go and get your regular health checkups. And if you ever feel anything, I think better safe than sorry. You know, bring a friend that you can trust if you don't want to do it alone. Oftentimes, like, if, if you feel something physically, right, it means your body has really been fighting it for a while. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us on The Hot Pot. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Me Listen. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to our channel at You Got Watch as well. And thank you, Rai, for being here today. Yay! Thank you for having me. We'll see you guys on the next one. Bye! Bye-bye.